I'm Clyde Lewis. You're about to listen to a sample of today's Ground Zero show. I'm Clyde Lewis, and this is Ground Zero. The numbers to call tonight, 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. We are heard coast to coast around the world. Thanks to the internet, thanks to program directors across the country and affiliate stations in the United States. We're also heard on Aftermath.fm. Aftermath.fm is an affiliate online that plays our show. It's entirely live, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m., Monday through Friday. TalkStream Live also airs the program and several radio stations. They put links to those stations, so you can find links to uh, live feeds. You can listen to at any time. And that puts us, uh, right, what, 20 million uh, different streams, and we're right there up about number three. We're in the top five. Sometimes we're a little low, a little high, depending on the... I guess the show, I don't know, but uh, certainly uh, we're doing a a good job. And uh, certainly those who support us at Aftermath.media know that they can subscribe and they can get themselves the whole, I guess you could call it the whole farm, buy the farm, digital playground we have available at Aftermath.media. All you do is you just pay a subscription price. You get the show whenever you want it, whenever you need it. You can reference it. You also have the ability to get into documents in our documents file. We have a news aggregator that gives you news stories that are important that you don't see on Facebook, some of them anyway, a lot of discussion, a lot of social media, and a chat room, along with videos and other things, study groups. And we're going to have a nice little meet and greet uh, this Saturday. Uh, it's going to be a, a ground, not really, it was what they could call it. They could call it the Aftermath Mingle, where all the uh, guys who are involved with podcasts are going to be on. I'm going to be there. We're going to be talking with people. So sign up now for aftermath.media. You'll be able to be a part of that. So I was reading last night when I got home. Um, that another big three network TV show was canceled. I'm really not surprised. Um, science fiction drama Debris had its final episode of the season, and NBC Brass announced it will be its last. Ah, Debris, what a show. Um, I, you know, I started watching it, and I wanted to like it, but I couldn't for some reason. It just um, Debris had a good start. But as I kept watching it, I, I got bored with it rather quickly. And the show, I think, suffered from the fact that most TV networks that aren't cable tend to cancel these shows, and Hulu or Netflix saves them. I know that um, there have been many shows uh, that uh, I know that The Orville is probably going to go over to Hulu. I don't know if it was canceled by NBC, but I know that if you're a McFarland space fan, you go see The Orville on Hulu. I know that Lucifer was canceled on Fox, and they revived it on Netflix, and it's uh, had a few episodes. I think this will be their final season. I'm not sure. But uh, Debris, on the other hand, I don't think is going to be saved. I mean, a lot of people say, well, they're always leaving that. Well, don't count your chickens yet. People can write in. I don't think anybody really cared about Debris all that much. I know that uh, the guy who did Fringe had something to do with it, and I love that show. But The X-Files and Fringe, if they hadn't been made, okay, then I think Debris would have had a shot. But the plot, it just didn't seem new. I mean, Debris takes place, for those of you that don't know about the show, basically takes place after wreckage from a destroyed alien spacecraft scatters across the Western Hemisphere. Now, it quickly becomes clear that these various pieces of this alien ship are messing with the laws of physics, changing lives in ways that are difficult to comprehend. Two agents from different continents, uh, they are... uh, like uh, I think like FBI, MI6, CIA, 
these agents from different continents, England and the United States, who both have different mindsets, they're tasked to work together to recover these pieces of debris that are falling from space. Now, humankind is not ready for the mysteries contained within this scattered debris. And, and that's why, you know, the idea of debris from space, from a spaceship or an alien ship or whatever, kind of hard to swallow. But, you know, if people would know more about why science fiction shows are written, they'd probably enjoy them a lot better. Um, and I, I would say this, I, I, if, if this really happened, okay, where an alien spaceship exploded and parts were scattering all over the earth, I don't think, I don't think mankind would, I don't think they'd be ready for the real calamity that would befall it if that was the case. In fact, it would be devastating for our satellites and our space station if this really happened. There could also be moments where earthbound debris could throw the earth into chaos. Now, what I'm about to propose tonight, um, it can happen. It could happen. In fact, some people say it is happening. Uh, some people will look at this as hyperbole in science fiction. And, and I don't know if there's science fiction in it. Maybe there is a little bit. But I've been told that, you know, if you listen to the show, my show, and I, I do some mind-blowing show. People say, I really love those mind-blowing shows, Clyde. They really make me think. And I think this show will be no exception because as I was doing the research for the show last night before I went to bed, I realized that there was a lot of synchronicity involved here. And the synchronicity delved into the idea of aliens, UFOs, and the end of the world. And how it all comes together in some strange way. And how um, indirectly an alien incursion could end the world for us. And as I was reading about debris being canceled, I saw an awesome synchronicity taking uh, taking shape. And I, I'm a big fan of synchronicity. I'm a big fan of meaningful coincidence. So coincidentally, debris was canceled on NBC around the same time a piece of real space debris hit the International Space Station. Now, a few days ago, an inspection of Kandarm 2 revealed, and, and they discovered that the ISS, the International Space Station, was hit by a chunk of space debris. Kandarm 2, it's Kandarm 2, the Canadian robotic arm on the space station was hit. And experts from the Canadian Space Agency and NASA work together to take detailed images of the area and, and assess the impact and the damage which occurred on one of the Canadarm 2's boom segments. And despite the impact, results of the ongoing analysis indicate that the arm's performance remains unaffected. And the damage is limited to a small section of the arm, right there, the arm boom, and the thermal blanket that surrounds it. It's a hole approximately about 5 millimeters in diameter is visible on the arm. NASA and the Canadian Space Agency uh, they're going to gather data and continue to gather data to conclude the analysis and near-term robotics operations are going to continue as planned on the ISS. But I don't think a lot of people realize that over 23,000 objects, the size of a softball or larger, are tracked 24-7 to detect potential collisions with satellites and the International Space Station. Now, there are a number of tiny objects ranging from rock or dust particles to flecks of paint from satellites, something as, as small as a pencil lead 
could rip a hole in a space shuttle or in a satellite. I mean, I know they're too small to be monitored, but they do cause problems. So the threat of collisions is taken very seriously. And NASA has a longstanding set of guidelines to ensure the safety of station crew and other people that are out in space. I mean, the safety of astronauts on board the orbiting laboratory, ISS, remains the top priority of all station partners, all countries that are involved with the ISS. However, lately, there have been a few pieces of space junk that have slipped through the cracks and have headed towards Earth. Now, back in March, if you remember, we were on the air about 9 p.m. here in the Pacific Northwest, and as I was looking out towards the north, my uh, my window, as you look out, faces uh, kind of a, a northeast. And I thought I saw lightning or something in the sky. It was kind of a, a flash kind of thing. And um, really didn't get a good look at it because it was too far away. But this uh, falling fiery debris was plummeting to earth. And we had a guy who works with uh, us, TalkCast PDX, who provides us studios when we're not in the main studio here. And he was outside walking his dog, and he got some of the best footage ever. It was just like right over his house. And he lives in uh, Vancouver, Washington. So this debris plummeting to Earth while the media was reporting that the debris was from a SpaceX rocket and that it posed no threat to people below, there was a different story that the mainstream news neglected, and that is the National Weather Service in Seattle said that the bright objects, the debris coming down from the sky, uh, it was on March 25th, they said were remnants of a second stage of the SpaceX Falcon 9 that left this comet-like trail in the sky, burned up upon re-entry to the Earth's atmosphere. And there was a piece of the burning rocket debris that crashed on a farm in Washington State. It was a big piece of metal. And the day after the March 25th event in the sky, this farmer discovered this nearly intact piece of a rocket in a private field. It's about five foot. It was it was like a, a five foot long composite overwrap pressure vessel that is used for storing helium, and it left a four inch dent in the ground. I mean, a five foot piece of metal is a huge piece coming down from space. And then after that, the Chinese government announced that a Long March Five B, a variant of China's largest rocket, had some technical issues, and so. It had to make an uncontrolled re-entry to Earth. So after scientists tracked the debris, they were worried that it had fallen on a populated area, finally came crashing into the ocean near the island near uh, Bay the Maldives, and that in that particular area near the Indian Ocean. And I remember I was watching it being tracked and everything. But some most of that rocket debris, according to the Chinese news and, and Reuters, most of that debris from that rocket burned up in the atmosphere. So... The idea of debris, the TV show being canceled, is kind of odd when you consider that we've had all these close calls with the ISS, with Falcon Falcon 9, with Chinese rocketry and all these things slipping through the cracks, these space debris thing. And um, doing a follow-up, too, on a report that we did last year about this time in Brazil, I want to talk about that coming up as well, kind of, again... We're stepping into that eerie point of synchronicity as, you know, looking back at certain stories seem to make sense as they come into view now. And we realize that, you know, the sky may be falling. 
I don't know if Chicken Little's right, but the sky is falling. It's it's coming from some of the stuff that we've sent out into space. It's now coming back to hit the Earth. 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. I'm Clyde Lewis. You're listening to Ground Zero, and we'll be back. I'm Clyde Lewis, and you've just listened to a segment of Ground Zero. In order to access the complete archive shows and podcasts, you must sign up on our secured server at aftermath.media. It's only $4.99 a month for the archive shows and podcasts. Or if you want access to the Ground Zero online library, which includes videos, audio clips, ebooks, documents, a social media platform, plus the archive shows and podcasts, it's $9.99 a month. Again, that's aftermath.media. That's aftermath.media. Thanks for supporting Ground Zero.